Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice and Bengals Nation. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopol, and as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, home of the Hall of Famer, best second baseman ever, Joe Morgan. Now this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.t.com. TPropertiesLLC.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, if you found the show, do me a favor, hit that like and subscribe button. I am up to 660 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you. Now, this is a Bengals show. We do a Bengals recap of the debacle on uh, Sunday. But I had to take a minute and talk about the passing of Joe Morgan, the greatest second baseman in baseball history. Joe passed away Sunday at the age of 77. He was a 10-time All-Star, five-time Gold Glove winner. He played for five different teams, but he's most remembered as a Cincinnati Red and part of the Big Red Machine. After he retired, or excuse me, he played 22 years. He played from 66 to 84. After he retired, a lot of people, younger people, got to know him on ESPN's Sunday Night Baseball. He did that from 89 to 2010. 2010, he came home to the Cincinnati Reds and became a senior baseball advisor to baseball operations. Now you must remember, like I said, he was a big part, big cog of the big red machine, two-time world champ, 75, 76, the only second baseman in history to win back-to-back MVPs in 75 and 76. This is a huge loss for, for the, for baseball in general and a huge loss for the Cincinnati Reds family. So my thoughts, hearts, prayers, all goes out to the Morgan family. And it's just, you know, we lost a legend today. So I'll bring my boys in, Jeremy and Mike. What's going on, boys? How you doing today? What's going on, man? How's it going? So you got any uh, thoughts or anything about Joe Morgan, or are we going to get into the Bengals-Ravens here? Man, I, what, more, what more can you say other than what you just said, really? Uh, it was, he Best second baseman of all time, hands down. Little Joe? Yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to miss you, buddy. Yes, sir. Definitely. Yeah, my hearts go out to the family, and hey – you know, he was a great player. He will be missed. Go Reds. Yeah, they're actually um, they're they got a, uh, a statue of him down here at GABP, and uh, fans are starting to put flowers and cards and stuff down there. So, like I said, Joe Morgan was a great guy. He was a leader on and off the field. All right, so let's get into this debacle of the Bengals and the Ratbirds. The Bengals lost twenty-seven to three. I think you have got a big – the biggest thing there is you got the haves, which were the Ratbirds, and the have-nots were the Bengals. What do you guys got? I, I, I'm completely at a loss with the, this one. I mean, I'm not at a loss, but just <laughs> how we came out and played. You know, I was I was just really, really let down. I was hoping that it would at least be a close game. I think we all deep right. down knew what we had in the offensive line. Yeah. But – I still deep down, you know, thought we would at least come out and give them a little little kick well, like we normally do, and that it never happened. From the first series, it never happened. Right. Yeah, what killed me is is the defense actually <laughs> played pretty good. Uh, you know, other than the first, you know, couple drives, the Ravens in the last eight drives scored a field goal. That's it. So they basically held them yeah. to 20 points. I mean, 20 if your defense holds Anybody in the NFL to 20 points, you should at least have a chance to win up. There was just one, they're better than us in the in defense. Their, their defense scheme is just crazy. And you got to look at this. We got a rookie quarterback. We got a second year coach. We got a rookie left tackle. I'm not trying to give excuses, but these are the facts. This is what we have. And it's a veteran football team. You got seven guys standing up. You don't know who's coming, who's leading. I mean, Joe Burrow even said, he goes, you know, we had a great week of, prote- of practice. It just didn't translate to the game. He goes, I missed the protection call. Zach Taylor said he missed stuff, which to me, Zach Taylor shouldn't miss anything. But there's, I mean, Zach Taylor said that before, and I kind of got to give him credit. He does admit when, you know, he messes up. I mean, I mean, Marvin Lewis would just say, well, we just got to get better. We just got to get better. Zach says, yeah, I, I screwed up. You know, I, I have to do better, and I'll work, I'll, we'll work on that. I know where I messed up on. And so it's going to be, to me, this season is got to be, one, make it through the whole season without getting Joe Burrow killed. That's number one. 
And number two is, like Joe Burrow has said in his press conference, he's, we're, we're building a culture here. We're building, hopefully, a winning culture. And there are a lot of good, positive things that have ha- happened. Yesterday, th- there was some. The defense was one. But those are the things that you got to keep building forward. I know some people said, oh, we should just tank and go get the number one pick. To me, you need to build a winning culture as much as you can here. And there are winnable games coming up in the next, you know, half of the season. That's true. That's that's true. 205 total yards on offense. That's not going to do it, though. You know, it's just no. it's not going to do it against anybody, against any right. team, anywhere, any sport, any it, yeah. or any level. I mean, we held them. We held them to 332 yards. So our defense did good. And Jonah here says, uh, "Fire Zim Turner and Zach Taylor." I, I, we were just talking about not Zach Taylor, but Jim Turner. Because yep. whoever convinced Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor that we're good on the offensive line needs to be fired. Jeremy, you got something on that, don't you? Yeah, it, well, it and it comes down to Jim Turner, and he he nailed it with the with the question there. Um, that's exactly what happened. It was actually during uh, our little limited, but the same as everybody else, you know, um, training camp that Jim Turner told Zach Taylor that the offensive line was taken care of. Now, Jim Taylor is twice, almost twice anyway, Zach Taylor's age. So right. I don't think Taylor really stood up to him a whole lot. Didn't really look look at the whole – when you keep the same line for three freaking years mm-hmm. and you're still getting this kind of production, you got to put it on somebody. I don't know who you're going to put it on. you got to put it on somebody. I mean, one of our biggest problems, we were, we were just talking about this on our pre-show fist fight, is the Bengals have tried. They have tried to fix the offense line. The problem is they've had three number one draft picks, and only one of them so far has worked, and that's Jonah Williams. Billy Price has been a bust. Cedric Boyhe was a complete bust. And then you got also got number, another number one pick in John Ross, who's a bust. So that's that's three out, three number one picks that are busts. You and, and John Ross, I hope to God he figures it out and can get something out of him. But when we were going to five straight playoff games, and yes, or five straight playoffs, and yes, we lost all five playoff games. We know that anyway. But when we were going to that, Duke Tobin was hitting on every single draft pick from the first pick to the fifth pick, and he hasn't done that. Now this year, it actually looks like they have. I mean, I, I mean, Burrow's good. T. Higgins is good. Logan Wilson is good. I don't know about Adenajai yet. We haven't seen him yet. That's the one we were discussing about earlier, too. Is why not? Why not try Adenajai? Why not? And well, and we actually discussed this as well. It's not now the Bengals are going to start second guessing themselves on the draft. We have busted so many times in the past three years now right. um, on linemen, especially that. Now they're going to be, especially if we get a high draft pick, it, I, I would literally yeah. be, it would be tough to pull the trigger on anybody high. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if they have, in my opinion, if they have an, a, another offseason like they did this past one where they pretty much just concentrate on the defense, if they concentrate on the offensive line and they mix a match between the, the, the draft and signing people, we could, this can get fixed in a year. I really do believe that. All right. Joey's got a question here. Or a statement. I thought the d- defense did pretty well, especially holding Lamar to three yards rushing. The offensive line needs help, especially on the right side. Yeah, e- exactly. That's Joe. You hit it right on the on the head. That's exactly what I said. I mean, I saw Jonah Williams. I, I saw him get a beat at least once. It was the one where Burrow got sacked from behind. That's the only one I really saw him get beat on. I saw him with a a missed assignment. I don't know if it was him or Sam, but I think it was him. Because Sample was already blocking this one guy, and Jonah went over to help him block, and then they let a free rusher right at Joe Burrow. And that's – you cannot do that. that. That's where I'll get it to, to, to coaching. And I'm not trying to harp on Zach. But – or the offensive line, Turner, you cannot have missing assignments. That's inexcusable. There's no reason. I don't care if these guys are better than you. You have at least have to be in front of them. You know, them to run free at your quarterback is inexcusable. You've got to at least get it. If they beat you, they beat you. You know, that's fine. But they at least have got to get in front of you and at least be in the right position, you know? Yeah. And I that's what we were did, talking uh, about. Uh, Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, oh, Mike. that's all right. Um, I thought they did a great job of handling Lamar, though. That was 
part of the three key of games, you know. They did a great job of handling him, keeping him in the pocket. He didn't kill us on throws. They they forced him to run. So that's what they needed to do. But like Jeff said, they there's a lot of things they need to get corrected. Yeah. But good job on the defense, though. Uh, Jonah here says, if we blow up the offensive line, how do we fix it? Well, I don't think we have to blow it up. I, I Honestly, you, it's two guys. Well, and really, it could be just one guy because one injury that nobody ever keeps forgetting about is, is Serophilia. He got hurt the very first game. That way he was signed to be our right guard. And ever, and I can't tell you he's going to fix it. I don't know. I didn't see him play that long. But ever since he's been hurt, it's just been a revolving door at right guard. And and I will I don't I, I don't think Bobby Hart is a very good player, but when he has a halfway decent right guard, I think he does okay. And with Joe Burrow, we need at least need an okay line. Yesterday we were terrible. Personally, I look at it this way. You know, we just like you said, we've got the two guys. We've got Bobby Hart, Fred Johnson, or Redmond, whoever it doesn't matter. Like it I said, matter. they'd all make great backups. Okay. They'd all make great backups. Yeah, I, I would love those backups. That's where they should be. Yeah, they got to go. I mean, they've, they've got to be backups. They're not starters. We we clearly saw that this week when every time Burrow was getting hit, I was closing my eyes just, oh, when's he not going to get back up? He's not going to get back right. up. Oh, he's holding his that's arm. True. He's holding his arm. When his arm got hit, that, that one really scared me. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jerry Trenopol, I don't know who that guy is. Any ideas on where – to get an offensive line line help this year. No, <laughs> we can't. I don't think, I mean, if, if, if they were good, they'd already be on a team. So I, I don't think you can pick you. They're not laying around on the street. You know, I wish they were. <laughs> yeah. It'd be easy to pick them up. All right. Facebook user. The problem I see is no one is held accountable for their actions. Also, Burrow needs to get rid of the ball and stop taking. Yeah, I do agree that Burrow needs to get rid of the ball a little more, but he even admitted that. And I mean, there was a couple of times I'll, he's running around. I'm like, dude, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get, just get rid of it. Cause the biggest thing is we don't want him getting hurt. <laughs> you know, there's a couple of them. He's, there's nobody open. He's got to get rid of the ball. I mean, it just has to happen. Now that's not <laughs> when there's <laughs> when the linebackers or the DN are running straight at you. As soon as you hike the ball, it's kind of hard to get rid of it that fast. That's true. And, you know, if he does just hike the ball every time that they're coming after him in two and a half, three seconds, at the, never three, hardly, rarely <laughs> three. If, three. If he just turns around, throws the ball out of bounds, people are going to be ticked off about that too. So, Yeah. All right, Facebook user. Our O-line is by, first, by far the worst I've seen in the history of the NFL. Dalton never, never our problem. Our O line has always been, and coaching. Yeah, I mean, I've never said Andy Dalton was a problem at all. Or you know, um, Joe Burrow is ten times better than Andy Dalton, and I love Andy Dalton. I hope he does great in Dallas, not when he comes here, but you know, I, I I've always liked Andy Dalton. But Joe Burrow is, <laughs> it's not even close. I mean, I'm sorry, it's not. And I love Andy Dalton. It's not close. And. I'm never I, – and, and people keep going, oh, was it Andy Dalton's fault? Well, this guy right ne- here never said it was Andy Dalton's fault. And I don't think you – I know Jeremy never said it. I don't think Mike ever said it. So, we've never said that. Other people might have said it. I mean, you know, it was, it's was. it been the offensive line. And, like I said, the thing is, the Bengals – and pe- people keep going, oh, offensive line, this is the worst I've ever seen. Do you remember the 90s? Do you remember David Clear getting sacked like 20-something times by the Steelers? Do you remember Jeff Blake running around? Those were awful, awful offensive lines. So I've seen some really bad ones. And they say this always happens with the Bengals. Well, not true. <laughs> when we had Carson Palmer as our quarterback and we had Andy Dalton when he first got here as our quarterback, we already had a good offensive line. That helped them a lot. And no, everybody wants to forget that. Everyone wants to say, you know, we got a, we got a bad offensive line. We got bad this. But they've tried to fix the offensive line. They have missed big time. You know, and I'm not trying to make an excuse. I'm just giving you the facts. This is what they've done. Now, where they really messed up, in my opinion, they should have tried to fix it, done something this year. You know, I mean, I, but th- there were so many holes and so many things to fix on last year's team. You know, I mean, we were just, uh, we, we won, what, two games? We were a god-awful team last year. There's a, it, That's a long ways to go from there to where we are now. And that's probably where we're going to be again this year. 
We brought back the same offensive line, and isn't it funny how with the same offensive line, your results are the same, baby, every time. You know, it is what one, it is. One difference. One difference. We got Jonah Williams in there. Well, he's the one difference from last year. He's a rookie, but yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he's still he's still a rookie. I mean, in my opinion, you know, in my opinion, if they should keep anybody on the offensive line, it should be like you guys said. You know, it should be Hopkins and uh, uh, what's the other? General Williams. Um, yep, Williams. So those two are probably the best you got until we can get rid of the other ones. You know, I mean, I'm like Jeremy I'm, said, if you don't change, it's going to be the same result. So, uh, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm okay with Michael Jordan at, at, at left guard. I, I mean, I don't think he's awesome, but he's only his second, second year playing. I don't, but I don't think he's, he's as big a problem as the the right guard and right tackle. No. Yeah. Yeah. You're right yeah. there. All right. Facebook user defense is legit. Bates is playing like an all pro. Yeah, exactly. And then that's what gives me hope. See the defense sucked last year. And it was terrible the year before that. So they actually concentrated and and made it better. Made it. I mean, it's a legit defense now. You know. I mean, that, that's, I got there, there's some stuff on on the defense that the uh, the Ratbirds. You know, how many times they sacked Burrow? They, they hit him ten times, and they they sacked him seven times or three times in the first half. Hitting ten times in the first half, sacked him three times. That's just in the first half. I mean, you can't get hit that many times and, and expect to, to, to be able to do anything. It's, you know, we keep saying offensive line, offensive line, but yeah, that's what it is. Serphilia, yeah. Facebook user, Serphilia is good too, though. He's in, he's just injured. Yeah, I know. And I, I don't, I don't think he's coming back. I think he's on the injured reserve. And when you're on the IR, I don't think you're coming back. That's unfortunately, that's the same thing that happened to DJ reader. We lost him yesterday and then he was our big, our big free agent signing, but we signed uh, what's the guy's name? Xavier Williams. I got it written down here. You guys got that information on Xavier Williams, don't you? Hey, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, um, yeah. He was <clears throat> he played with New England, and um, he got cut from New England, and then he went to Kansas City. He was a um, a nose tackle, uh, 6'2", 311. So, not bad as far as the height and weight goes. Um, but we'll have to see when it, when they give him a chance to play, see how he turns out. Yeah, he's a six-year pro. He was a original college free agent, like you said, like you said out of the University of Northern Iowa. Uh, he's, like I said, six years. He's had 45 career games, 80 tackles, and three sacks. So, you know, we fixed DJ Reader. We're going to replace him completely with this guy. It'll be all. It'll be. It'll be fine. It's great. No, not really. <laughs> Two of our biggest free agent signings are now sitting on the bench with Trey yeah. Trey Waynes and DJ yeah. Reader. Yep, that sucks. That's hard. That's yeah. And well, and, and I'll give it to our defense too. I, you know. Lamar Jackson wasn't at 100%. So he wasn't running around like he normally does at 100%. But they did a pretty they did a good job. I mean, you know, 332 total yards. That, you know, that's pretty solid. You take that almost take it to the bank almost every Sunday if if that's all you would literally give up to any team no matter who you played. So, you know, the defense was there. They played good enough for us to win the ball game. Our offensive yeah. line just outshined everybody with suckiness. <laughs> they they beat everybody. <laughs> shined it up there. Outshined everybody. Right. All right, Facebook user IR. This year is only mandatory for three weeks. So if he's better after that, then he can come back. So okay, well this would be the third week then, wouldn't it? So right, he was out after. Talk about Serphilia. Sorry, he was out after the first week. Wouldn't this be the right? Yeah. Yeah, this would yeah. be the third. I, I was I was told that's math is not about. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, maybe that's they changed that this year. All right, the other line is very young. Too bad we can't get instant experience. Yeah, well, they're getting instant instant experience. <laughs> they're just not that good. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man, they're horrible. All right, get low, Jeff. It's more than the offensive line. 
were getting the balls out too late for those short passes. Well, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, we didn't. That was yesterday. I I didn't see that. The other four games, he was getting the passes out, and he had three hundred something yards. And you know, I, eh, it, it's when hard got, to get three passes out when you're on your back. Go ahead, Jeremy. Sorry. Uh, that's that, that's what I was, when you've got a free rusher coming in your face, and you and you just take the ball. Your eyes are just going down the field, and Burrow kept his eyes down the field the whole game. Props to my boy. But anyway, yeah. kept his eyes down the field. But it, you know, when you got a free rusher coming at you, just about what seemed like every few plays in that game, mm-hmm. you start right. getting a little bit tentative, squirrely, looking around. He threw a pick, uh, which AJ completely boggled. I couldn't believe AJ watched the guy intercept the ball and run, start running down the field. AJ standing there looking at him. I don't know if anybody else saw that, but that just that kind of let me know. I, I believe he did word the mouth or mouth the words I want to be traded or trade me because watching that play, there was zero effort, zero by my boy AJ. Yeah, I mean the funny thing is, I, I don't don't know anybody what anybody was trading for. I mean, no. he, he's in, and the thing is, okay, so he if he did actually say trade me. I mean, is he really, is he really hurt? I mean, you know, if you're hurt, how are you going to mouth to somebody trade me? You know, I mean, just, you know, honestly, you're, nobody's going to trade for you if you're hurt and you haven't produced in almost three years. So I don't really know what AJ, if if AJ even said it, I don't know if he said it or not. They said somebody read, read the lips, you know, I don't know, but it's just, I can't, I mean, logically, <laughs> let's put it this way. Logically, you're p- not playing very good. You haven't played in a year and a half, really, until this year. And you, you're sitting down in the game because you're injured. And then you mouth the words, trade me. Who's going to trade for you? You know, I mean, you're going to get, what, a bucket of footballs? I mean, I mean you know, it doesn't well, make any sense. Yeah, and that's a good point. You know, where's he going to go? Who's going to take him? Right. Nobody right now. Nobody's going to yeah, give him what get? he wants. Right. And what any team that watches that play, if he's healthy mm-hmm. and they watch what he did, just completely mm-hmm. gave up. Didn't try to run after the guy. Didn't re- he, he kind of jogged. It was pretty dead on letting the team know I'm done here in Cincinnati. I don't believe he's gave us 100% all year. I really don't. I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people know. said that last year because there was times, remember last year, I mean, he didn't play a whole year and he was never on. The IR, he was always day-to-day, always, oh, he may play, he might play, he's going to play this week, then he's not going to play. So everybody had, you know, it was kind of a you know, sign of things to come. And the thing is, he's getting paid $18 million. Nobody's going to trade and pay you $18 million for what you're producing. It's just, it was, I understand he's frustrated. It's just, if he said it, it was just silly. Just a silly thing to say, I think. I believe him, but yeah, completely ridiculous. Yeah. All right, what did Joe Burrow say about him calling the calling the blocking? Uh, he well, Joe actually said it in his press conference that some of the the blocking schemes and stuff, you know, he missed them. You know, and, and that's the thing is when like I said Joe Burrow's a rookie quarterback when he's standing up there and they got seven guys standing up and you don't know who's coming, who's who's dropping back, you know, and and since the offense line was, wasn't that good, they really weren't able to spread them out. You know, a way to beat the blitz is to get your offensive line to hold them and, and keep their assignments, spread them out five wide and, you know, get the check downs, real quick hitters. And A.J. Green and, and Andy Dalton were very good at that. But also A.J. Green and Andy Dalton played for 10 years together. So A.J. just had a sense, okay, you know, to, to get it to get out, out of his route and get open for Andy Dalton. And I don't think – well, A.J. should be doing that for, for Joe Burrow. But he's not. He's really the only one I think maybe Boyd could do it, you know, but somebody's got to, you know, check down and say, hey, you know, I'm open. <laughs> Throw it or something. Because if you if you do that, eventually they're going to stop blitzing you. You know, if you keep just chunking them, chunking them, chunking them down the field, they're going to stop blitzing eventually. That, you know, that's true. But, you know, we could be doing the same thing. Every time we go up against the Ravens, man, look at that defense. Look at – they're running a 3-4 defense. 
They're running a lot of linebacker blitzes from the defense. They do it every time to Cincinnati. They've done it for years. We've seen it a hundred times. What really gets to me is early before this year started, that was supposed to be what Cincinnati was turning into. We were turning into that three, four blitz the quarterback defense. And all of a sudden we just, we get away from it. We, we get back in zone. We do these, we jump back in the four, three, throw them in zone. And it's, it, it's mind boggling. When we go in three, four, just like the Ravens run, 90% of their plays, right? we're getting after the quarterback, we're doing stuff, or at least we look good doing it, okay? Right. But the Ravens, you know, we always look at the Ravens and say, look at his defense, look how great this defense is. That's the mm -hmm. defense we're supposed to have. That's why we went mm -hmm. out and got Reader and Waynes, which everybody's mm -hmm. sitting on the bench now, I know. But um, <laughs> right. that was supposed to be the concepts that we were going to run, and for some reason, we're not doing it. Well, yeah, yesterday I'll actually have to give – I'll even say his name right. I, I, Amarito. Amarito. I think I said his name right. <laughs> I have to give him some credit because there was one time they were going down the field and they, they started playing zone. Then they stopped, and that's where we, we held them to a field goal. And I even said to you guys on our group chat, I said, don't play zone, and then they stopped. And I don't think they heard me, but, you know. But I, I noticed more guys getting after the quarterback. There was – because there was a couple times where our secondary, you know, held – Played great. I mean, our, we didn't get to Lamar Jackson, but we held him in the pocket, and he had nowhere to go, and he couldn't throw the ball. There, that happened a couple of times, and we did. Uh, I think we only sacked him like once. I think is that right? Uh, he only well, he yeah. only had yeah, yeah three yards yeah. of rushing and 180 yards of passing. So I mean, <laughs> he was 71.9 passer rating. So I mean. We we our defense I think did pretty pretty solid job, you know. I wish they would have done it in the first three drives, you know. But I honestly, the way the offensive line played and the way Joe Burrow got hit, I don't I don't really think it was going to matter because that, that was the thing that that was the adjustments that needed to be made is that offensive line and the blocking schemes. Yep, and, and you know, giving up two fumbles and an interception, three turnovers in mm -hmm. a game mm -hmm. against the Ravens. Oh, it's not a, a win, not a winning formula. You know, two hundred five total yards, not a winning formula. Right, That's the way it is. All right, get low. Sometimes we forget Joe freaking Burrow is a rookie. Yep, he's not going to pick up all the reblitz exactly. And that's yeah, that <clears throat> uh, good point. Get low. I was I was saying that earlier. I, I think I said it on the show, or I know I said it on our pre-show fist fight. But he is a rookie. <laughs> I mean, he's a really damn good rookie, and he's played great. But I don't think he's ever seen a, a defense like the Ravens. He can hear about it. You can watch film on it. You can do everything. But until you're right there in it, you know, and experiencing it, you know, you, you like Joe said, a good, a good thing. Uh, oh, yeah. They, they asked him how, how you uh, deal with, you know, getting hit and all this stuff. And this is the attitude that Joe has. And this is the attitude that all the Bengals need. He goes, you just deal with it. You know, you get up, you play every game or play play every play extremely hard, and you you deal with it and you move on and you get better. That's that's all that's all they can do. You know, I mean, unfortunately, they were outgunned for the most part in this game. And as far as the their their defense, their offensive line compared to their defensive line, I mean, it's just Joe Burrow. Like I said, Joe Burrow's amazing, <laughs> but he's still a rookie. That's what everybody has to keep in mind. He's still a rookie. Well, and the thing with Burrow too is, you know, I, I appreciate him saying that, but there's there's gonna it only takes one. It only takes one time. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna get hit and he's not gonna come back. So right. that's what worried me. I, I was there was well, too at, much sitting around worrying about that on Sunday. Too much. Yeah. Look look at I mean, and the thing is, look at that Dak Prescott. I know everybody's worried about Joe Burrow and getting hit. Dak Prescott got injured. He's done for the year. And he's got a really good offensive line, so it can happen with a good offensive line or without one. I mean, it's football. So, yes, now it's a greater chance of it happening if you get sacked, you know, seven times in one game. <laughs> you know, so there's a greater chance of that happening, but it can happen, you know, anytime. Now, this is kind of interesting, though. The Bengals haven't been – they haven't been shut out in 51 games. <laughs> now, guess who the last, last team who shut them out was? Go ahead, guess. Baltimore. The Ratbirds. Yep. yep. <laughs> 2017 opener. Now, uh, yeah, you're red. They're red. The Bengals avoided it with a, a field goal. 
you know, but this is another thing I took from what Joe said in his press conference yesterday. And this is where he he's bringing a winning a winning culture to 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 this organization and what they have to do to get better. He said we're building a culture here. Today obviously it wasn't great. He said we will look back at this day in a few years and say, "Wow. That was kind of what propelled us." Now he said that after he got hit 15 times and sacked sacked 7 times. I hope he's right. I, I'm really curious of how they will do at the end of the season because the, the last game is Baltimore, you know, so it will be interesting, you know, everybody just take a I don't think anybody's going to forget how bad this was, but just take a mental note and, you know, say, all right, end of the year, we got Baltimore. Let's see if we've grown anything. And the thing is we've got out the NFC North or AFC North is by far, my opinion, the toughest division in football. And you've got two of the teams who've got the best defense in football in the squealers and the Ratbirds. And we're going to, Joe's going to see him twice. So the good thing is he, going forward, he's going to play against the best defenses. He's going to eventually figure it out and we're going to eventually beat them. Right now we're not. So those are just good things. You know, oh, I guess we're question here. Uh, let's see here. Poor Bago. Can you guys let Mike comment? Sure. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are fine. Um, you know, uh, as far as, you know, the offensive line, Joe Mixon, here's a stat for you. Joe Mixon had 24 rushes for 59 yards. That's not going to win you many ball games with the offensive line that we got. Um, even Burrow would tell you the same thing. You know, if you, you know, he admitted to not making a lot of, right decisions or not making the right calls or whatever. But if you don't have that offense line to protect you, it, you're not going to win too many ball games. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. If, 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 if uh, Mixon is making his first cut in the backfield, it's, it's <laughs> curtains. All right. Pooh bingo fair. Let's admit Zach Taylor is not the guy. I, I, I have a hard time doing that. <laughs> like when, you don't have all you don't have the soldiers, you don't have the guys, you don't have the right parts, you know. I I I have a hard time admitting that he's not the guy. Like I said, my thing is I'm waiting until next year. And I'm hoping next year in the offseason that they fix the offensive line. And if it's still the same problems and we still have missing assignments, and he still comes out and says, Well, that was my bad play, or that then yes, I say you get rid of Zach Taylor. But the other thing you got to realize is you don't want to keep a revolving door at your head coach when you have a rookie quarterback. Look at Sam Darnold with the Jets. He's probably about to have his third head coach, you know, and he's been playing, what, four years? Because they're probably going to fire their, their head coach. That's not something you want to you know, keep doing, you know. You, you, I'm not saying Zach Taylor's a guy I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff he does that I like, and there's a lot of stuff he does I don't like. But Marvin was the same same thing. I, I really didn't exactly like the choice when we signed him. Right. Just to be completely honest with you guys. But now that we have in. signed him, he's got we, we gotta keep him. You know, he's gonna yeah. have to we're gonna have to keep him through the, through this year. He's not going anywhere, at least through this year. Uh, yeah. the Bengals don't let people go in the middle of the season. That's just not the way they do things. But I think if we would have got a more established head coach rather than some young guy just to come in, especially with a, a new rookie and that kind of deal. Even if we were 1-3-1 and one right now, if it were, say, Mike McCarthy, I think people would probably be giving him a little more of the fair balance than they're giving right. a young Zach Taylor. So that's really why, you know, I kind of wish they would have went with that established guy. But at the same time, let's see what we got. I mean, hell, we ain't got nothing else to lose right now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh Gillo. Geo was very limited yesterday. Any idea why? Yeah, the Baltimore Ra the Ratbirds. <laughs> I think that they they limited them. They they limited the Bengals offense. I mean, everybody. There wasn't anywhere to go with the ball, to run the ball, to throw the ball. Wasn't well, nothing. What's up, Matthew? How you doing, buddy? Hey Matthew. All right, here we go. I got another question here. 
Taylor got fired from UC. Well, actually, um, he got fired with the coach, which was um, – oh, my goodness. What was the coach's name at UC? Who, um, <laughs> Tommy uh, – oh, yeah. Tommy Tuberville. Tommy Tuberville? Yeah, Tommy, Tommy Tuberville. Oh, my God. That was that was a terrible <laughs> – that was a terrible <laughs> hire. Yeah. Zach was only there for the the last season Tuberville was there. So, yeah, he got fired, but so the whole yeah. coaching staff. So, yeah. You know, let's see here. Marvin is Bill Walsh compared to Taylor. Uh, okay. Again, Marvin Marvin had an offensive line before, and I keep saying it. Marvin had an offensive line before he got here. Willie Anderson was already here. You know, they drafted Levi Jones not too long after uh, Marvin got here. So, and they hit <laughs> both of them. Are, they hit. And then, the, and then they got, I mean, uh, um, uh, Whitworth, big wit. He wasn't a first round pick. I mean, they got lucky with him. I mean, that's the thing. We haven't got lucky with our draft picks. Big wit was a, I don't know, second, third round. And he was a guard for the longest time until, until uh, Willie retired. Or well, actually we let him go. And then he went to the Ratbirds for a year. And then he became our, our left tackle. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's like we've missed on our offensive linemen big time. Way too much. I, you know what, though? I will tell you one guy who we did hit on, and that was exactly. Logan Wilson. That guy, oh, is, yes. he's impressive. Well, okay, and I'll put okay, I'll put to you this. We were just saying, you know, Duke hit on all the, all the draft picks in the five-year run. So far – I think I said this in the show, right? But so far, it looks like they've hit on everybody. I don't know about a Denajai, because like I said, we haven't even seen him play. But the first three, you got Joe Burrow, which I mean, that's a no-brainer. But then T. Higgins, Logan Wilson, that dude can play. That that dude is going to be a good linebacker for us. I mean, he should have had two interceptions yesterday. Should have had him. That other one, I'm like, oh, it's right there. Do it. Yeah, he's oh. le- legitly. He's going to be. He he's going to be a beast. He is going to be probably a top linebacker eventually give him some years and he'll be up there. Yep. No doubt. All right. Get it's low. nice to oh. see uh, Davis Gaither and them guys playing good too. Even as you get yeah. in the middle of the draft, they're all, yeah, they're Gaither. all on the field right now. Yeah. He should have had, oh, yeah. had that interception too. He was when he the one that missed the other one. So, I mean, that's a good sign that we've hit on. It looks like all of us. I don't know about the dinner. Well, hopefully we'll see him sometime. All right. One thing I'd like to bring up real quick, if I can, Jeff, um, I talked to you about this uh, before the show today. Um, the one thing the Bengals did do well um, yesterday was the um, where was it? The uh, snap counts. They yeah. won um, sixty-seven to sixty-three on the, over the Ravens. So it's not a bad thing. They just got to correct that offensive line, right? Exactly. All right. Get low. Taylor is good for the club. I don't think he's good for play calling. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I, I would like to see him maybe let um, – oh, who's the offensive um, – Callahan. Is that his name, Callahan, the offensive coordinator? Yeah, Bill. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't mind letting him try to call some just because not everybody's cut out to call plays. I mean, you're just not, you know, and – He's Zach's admitted it a couple times. That was a bad play call on, on my part. So yeah, that's where I, I think maybe that is a change uh, that that should happen. I don't know if, if uh, Zach's ever been asked that question or not. But I'm thinking maybe Zach is taking too much on himself too. You know, as far and far as trying to be the you know head coach, trying to control the offense, and that's just too much if he just tries to handle one thing and let the coaches do the other, maybe this team will probably do something. But as far as the offensive line, we got to deal with what we got, guys. Yeah, the offensive line, there's, I don't think there's any fixing to them. Uh, Matthew, the inconsistency is starting to show to me. Uh, yeah, and the thing is, I mean, I, I, I agree with you to a point because, okay, last week when we had 100 or 502 yards of offense, Nobody's complaining about Zach Taylor's play calling. Nobody's complaining about anything. So I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a, not a good point. It, it could be, but the, the the biggest thing is the offensive line. I, can, I can't stop 
saying that. I mean, you get that part fixed. Then the other stuff, I think you can actually make a judgment on. You know, you can't really judge his play calling. You can't really judge his stuff because we can't get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands before he's getting hit. <laughs> it's so hard to make a judgment on all these other things, you know? Right. So, seems like we, when Joe Burrow goes aware. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, I was just going to say that as um, soon as the ball's uh, hiked to Joe Burrow, as soon as he gets that ball in his hand, there's already a defender on him. So, it, it's right there. It proves everything that the offense line needs to be fixed, but it probably won't be this year, though. Right, right. Exactly. All right, Matthew. Last week we played complimentary football. The week before that the defense is getting killed by the run, and this week the offense couldn't do anything, and the defense was pretty good. I guess I mean you're talking about the inconsistency. Yes, I agree with you with the inconsistency, and that it kind of goes to, you know, yeah, Logan Wilson's a badass. I agree with you. The inconsistency goes with a young – a young team. There is a lot, a lot of young guys on this team. I mean, we really only got three veterans or four veterans, I guess you've counted uh, Huber, the punter, that are left over from the the playoff teams we had, and they're it. I mean, everybody else is uh, pretty young guys. I mean, you got Von Bell and and these guys they brought in uh, last year. I mean, D- DJ Reader, he's a veteran, but he's still a young guy. And so, I mean, it, it, it's it comes with the territory of you know trying to become a winning team and. You know, it's it's not. I hope it gets better, but that's kind of the the territory we're in. It's rough. It's just it's really hard right now. It feels like only us Bengal fans can feel this same feeling right now. The way that everybody feels, everybody watching this, all you guys sitting here next to me, it is horrible. It's a feeling that we all know way too well. Last week we were dancing. It's going to keep going. It's going to keep yeah, last week. Last week we were dancing. Me and Jeremy were dancing. We were singing. Jeremy had a poem and everything. I mean, we were <laughs> all time. So, but uh, I got the. I mean, the thing is, I, I got the schedule here. Let me see. Where did I write that down? Okay, here. It's the schedule. That we have to me. We have winnable games still. I mean, I, I honestly think we're playing the Colts at the Colts. I think that's a winnable game. I really do. I mean, I know the Colts are a good team and everything. And they did get beat by the Browns, but we played with the Browns. I know about a score doesn't look like it, but if you remember the game, we we played with the, with the Browns, and we had we have Geno back. Now we lost Reader, so <laughs> running game anyway. So we got that, and then we got the Browns here. That, to me, that's another winnable game. Could be these are all games that we could win. I'm not saying they're going to. I have no idea. The Titans, that's a hard one. They got the Squealers, and they got at Washington. Washington, they, they just played their third string quarterback, you know. So that's another one that we could win. So I mean, it's not you got the Giants, Miami. That one, they, they they're starting to step up and, and get better. And then the interesting one to me, and I I, I kind of circled this at the beginning of the year when Andy Dalton went to the Cowboys. I said, hey, if Dak ever, Dak ever gets hurt, then Andy could be playing, <laughs> and he is. He's coming here, and Andy Dalton's be playing against the 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 Bengals. You don't think he's gonna be fired up to play us? So. I'm not saying it's a winnable game, but the Cowboys have been so inconsistent over the last couple of years. I mean, who knows? It's not It's not over. I mean, the Ravens are just a really good freaking team. I just wish we could play the Jaguars every week, you know, take the pinkies out of our mouth and get this over with, you know. I, th- I think we should petition for that. We just screw it. We just want to play the Jaguars every week and forget it. I get that. What are your thoughts? Versus the Colts, I think we could force them into some mistakes. Yeah, I'll just actually I'll just bring that up. Yeah, um, I think honestly, when they signed Old Man Rivers, Philip mm-hmm. Rivers, I think they messed up. I honestly think they should have went out and got Andy Dalton. <laughs> you know, I think Andy Dalton would have been a better fit for them at quarterback because Philip Rivers played terrible last year. And did you watch him yesterday? He didn't play very good. So, and he's another guy. You pressure him, which the Bengals defense have started to get pressure on the quarterbacks. You know. It, it, it could be a winnable game. We'll see. I mean, the only game we've had that really wasn't winnable and we weren't in was yesterday. You know, the Browns and I, the Browns game, I think we were in that one. You got something, Mike? You got something, Mike? Nope. Okay. Uh, Ray McDonald, should we bring back Clay Carter? Oh, I can't even say his name. I have no idea. Clay, who's that? Carditz? 
and Josh Kimfeld. I honestly don't know who they are. He's talking about that Josh Talupo or whatever his name was, defensive lineman. Uh, I don't know. I, I I honestly, Ray, I don't know who you're talking about. I'm sorry. Let's see here. Got another one here. Uh, JC, is AJ going to be traded? We were just talking about that, and I don't know what you, you trade him for. You know, I mean, he's getting paid $18 million. He hasn't really done much. He's looks like he's been hurt all year. I'm not sure what why any team in the NFL would want him, you know? I, you know that's just my thoughts. What do you got, Jeremy? Yeah, I, you know, we, we went over it a, a few minutes ago. But, yeah, that I, AJ let me down yesterday big time. You know, it was to see him not really even make a play for the ball. And then once it was intercepted, re-watching that play, wow. Just the, just the lack of anything that he just – you could just tell he's he's gave up on Cincinnati for some reason. I don't understand why. Burroughs tried to get him the ball. God knows, uh, mm-hmm. but it, it hasn't been there for AJ. hasn't The long ball hasn't been there this year. It's not it's not right. exactly AJ's fault completely. But at the end of the day, we're not going to. I don't see us trading AJ. I don't see anybody taking spending eighteen million dollars on a guy a year and giving away a good player. I don't see that happening for AJ Green. Not at this point of his career. And not with what he showed yesterday. All right, I got a question from Alan here. AJ is going nowhere because he, no one wants to pay him. Yeah, exactly. That's I agree with you, Alan. Crazy man. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're trading him. I, I mean, I don't see how he can claim he wants to get traded all he wants, but you're not doing anything. And dude, you're getting paid eighteen million dollars. Like Dave Lapham said in the Bengals uh, booth podcast. I, that's good money. I'll, I'll take that, <laughs> you know? So I, I don't see, I mean, I put it this way. If the Bengals could get something for him and somebody made a, a killer offer, I'm sure they, they take it, but I doubt anybody's even calling, you know, Hey, you know, that guy, AJ green, you know, the one who hadn't played in a year and a half, you know, he was good like seven years ago. We had seven straight pro bowls. He was good. And then like last three years, he hasn't done anything. Yeah. Um, we'll give you a, you know, our all pro right tackle for him. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> It's like John Ross. They're they're almost in the same boat now. We're stuck. We're with them. They're not yeah. going anywhere this year. It's the way it is. JC maybe a sixth rounder. I dude, honestly, I, they're pay, He's he he's getting paid eighteen million dollars. I don't see any team giving up anything to pay AJ Green eighteen million dollars to do what he's doing. You know, I mean, the only thing we can hope with him and John Ross is hope that they actually can start showing up. And the funny thing is. Up until yesterday, AJ Green was the second leading receiver <laughs> in yardage. I don't know if he is right now. I kind of doubt it, but th- that's that's the one thing. It, it's just his seems like his desire, his want to go get the ball is not there. I don't know if he just doesn't want to. He's hurt. He doesn't have it. You know, because we'll talk about that that interception you're you're talking about where they threw it over. Joe threw it over his head, but he didn't yeah. jump for it. He didn't make an effort. He, you, you said I didn't see this part, but Jeremy, you're saying he didn't even run after the guy to go get him. I mean, the complete, really half-assed. I mean, just it was, it was, it was sad. It was really sad to see. If anybody, I think I posted it on Bengals Nation, I believe, or and if you go look, you can find the play. It's, it's up there everywhere. He just completely gave up on the whole play. The guy could have ran it back for a touchdown for all he knew, and he didn't care. <laughs> it, it's Did unbelievable. Did he just run to the sideline? Because, like I said, I missed he that part. I was so ticked off. Yeah, he kind of looked at him, jogged a little bit, ran towards the side. If if he had blockers in front of him and he was going in the end zone, that would probably be one of the biggest stories of the week. Was how was how bad he just gave up on that play. It, it right. was bad. All right, Dennis. The Bengals wasted their franchise tag on AJ Green. Well, I mean, I don't know if they're wasted because I mean, who else? I, who else would they have put it on? <laughs> you know, you got one tag, and you got to use it on somebody. So, I'm not sure. You know, who else they would have? Who I can't think of who else they would have tagged. I mean, I, this was a big discussion I had in the off season. You know, do you sign AJ or do you sign Joe Mixon? And I was like, you sign Joe Mixon. I mean, by, by and I never wanted to sign Joe Mixon for longer than four years. I was like. 
four years and it was perfect. You know, and you guys can go back on my shows. I said it. <laughs> I don't know when I said it, but it's on my shows. I said it that, you know, four, four year deal is perfect. And, I, and to me, you can't sign AJ because he hasn't played in you know, a year and a half and you don't know what you got moving forward. So, I mean, it's, it is what it is. You know, there's not a whole lot. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot we can do about AJ. There's not a whole lot we can do about Ross. There's not a whole lot we can do about the offensive line. The, the only chance we got the offensive line is look, if the, the, the caller or the listener we had earlier said that the IR is only three weeks, hopefully Serafilia will be back, you know, hopefully this week because that should be three weeks if he's healthy, you know, and if he's back, hopefully that'll fix at least the, the guard. I mean, that's because that's our right guard has been a revolving door. <laughs> I mean, we started out with Serafilia. He got hurt. Then we had Billy Price in there. Then we had Fred Johnson. Then we had Redmond. Then we back, went back to Fred Johnson yesterday. I mean, it's all of them suck. <laughs> they all suck. We, we don't have a right guard except for Sir, Sir Flo, maybe or Serafilia. Maybe he is, but I can't, you know, I only saw him on there. All right. LOL. Well said, Jeremy. Give us the Jag Jags <laughs> prayers to Dak. But now we're going to play Andy. What's your thoughts on that? I agree with Jeremy. AJ's given up. What's our thoughts on Andy playing? I'm I'm happy for Andy. I'm I mean, I feel bad for Dak. I mean, Dak, he took took a chance, you know, to try to do what um Joe Flacco did. He played on that one year deal and he took him all the way to the Super Bowl and he got paid a ton of money and then he sucked the rest of his career. Now Dak was not trying to suck the rest of his career, but Dak was on par playing very, very good football. You know, he's number one in a lot of passing, passing and, and, and stats and everything. And then to get hurt like that is it's terrible. It's you know, but I'm happy for for Andy. He's gonna give a shot, get a shot. And you know, I was never one that said that all this stuff was Andy's fault in the first place. All right, Ray. I think we as Bengals fans and the organization play things too close and need to be more of a business and trade people when it's time to go after key people and not just players, but coaches as well. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I will give you that because Mike Brown gets a lot of crap. But Mike Brown is a very loyal guy. I mean, if he's if you're one of his guys, you're one of his guys and he'll take care of you. I mean, you can ask the old Bengals players. They still keep in touch with, with Mike Brown, and he, he helps them out and stuff. But, I mean, they they hold on to guys too long sometimes. They do. And um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not willing to get rid of Zach Taylor yet. I think one more year, and let's see what happens. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm pretty much with you. He, he's he been that way for years. How about you, I Mike? Mean, I, I agree. I mean, at least give him another year and – I mean, if, if he doesn't prove anything, you know, maybe he can find somewhere else to go or maybe drop him to a defensive coordinator somewhere. I don't know. But I know give him one more year, he'll be he'll be fine. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he'll be a defensive coordinator because he's he's been an offensive coach, Mike. <laughs> that, that would be interesting. Now that would shake some stuff up right there. They fire Zach Taylor <laughs> and they make him a defensive coordinator. I think that's the route we should go. <laughs> All right. Uh get low. <laughs> AJ Tate, T Ross, and Taylor. Let's go back to five wides to take the pressure off the line. They want to. I, they can't. <laughs> they tried in the right. very first. If you look at the very first play of the game, they tried that, and they couldn't because they couldn't block it. I mean, trust me, they would love to do that, but they can't. If you can't block the guys coming, you can't spread them out. You got to have more guys in there to block the guys coming. So get low. Yeah. But they can't. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say what you were on top of that. You know, everybody's got to realize, well, I'm sure everybody does, but simple football. But if you got five wide receivers out there, that's five, that's five potential blockers that aren't blocking for a borough. <laughs> and I want to say at least 60% of the time this past yesterday against uh, Baltimore, I think we pretty much showed that we can't even – cover or hold back a defense with our five guys and a tight end, let alone taking away the tight end and, you know, having five guys out there and just five blocking for, for a burrow. Right. Well, that's if we want to the rest of the year. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I got to 
I keep going back to the Jacksonville game. We saw a glimpse of what Zach Taylor's offense looks like. Once we have an offensive line that can block, you know, if you watch what they did against Jacksonville, if we can ever get an offensive line like that, that's what the offense is going to look like, in my opinion, where they're going five wide and Joe Mixon's running like crazy. And, you know, hang on a second. Now. Got some more questions. Hang on. Is it, did we do that one already? Uh, yeah, I did that one already. Yeah. All right. Here we go. We got the time. Sorry. <laughs> Matthew H. A. Ross and AJ. <laughs> peas and carrots. Yep. Man, Jenny, we like peas and carrots, man. You know, I love you, Jenny. <laughs> That's a Forrest Gump reference for all you younger kids out there. All right. I think we are drafting in the top five. <laughs> if so, if so well is gone, do we need to go with Jamar Chase? Um, so I think so. I think that's the offensive lineman everybody keeps talking about it from Oregon. I, mm-hmm. I don't know who, who's Jamar Chase. I know He's who wide receiver Chase. LSU, LSU wide receiver. Jamar Jamar Chase. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you now. I got you now. Yeah, so I think he's the offensive lineman. I think, but because that's the one everybody keeps telling me about. And I, but, honestly, I, I go ahead. I, like we were talking about, you know, just I, I have a feeling they're going to take the best player available in the draft, even though we need yeah. offensive linemen. But mm-hmm. they're they're gonna they're I have a I mean I'm telling you as bad as we have been trying to take offensive linemen in the draft yeah at Oregon I don't know if yeah. they're gonna pull the trigger on another one I don't know yeah well and the thing is too like like you said if we're if we are gonna be in the top five which most likely we will be in the top five drafts again you don't want to reach for an offensive lineman when he might not be worth that pick you know and if you can get a great wide because the Bengals do need a guy to to take the top off the defense. That is a blatant, obvious thing that we do need. I like the, you know, the four guys. I'll, I'll take I'll take AJ. I'll take or not AJ. I'll take T Higgins. I'll take Tate, and I'll take uh, Boyd. Uh, those three are, I think are good. Those are three solid ones. I'll take those guys. Give me two more guys that can take the top off, and we're good. And if if what's the guy's name? I'm sorry, uh, Jamar Chase. If he's available, they might take him. But that doesn't mean that they can't still address it. They could always trade back up, or they could, or they could get a, get a. You can get a good offensive lineman in the second round. I mean, you can get guards. Guards are not first round picks. I mean, they're not. You don't draft a guard. You draft centers and you draft tackles in the and number one picks, first round picks in the offensive line. Guards you don't draft them till the second, third round. So they're not. You know, they're not going to do that. So you can get a guard in the second round, and hopefully, maybe you sign one. In a right tackle in in the off season, you know, that's that's a good a good way for them to do it. True. All right, Alan Trunapol, Mike Brown may be loyal, but does he make personal changes? He makes personal changes too slow because of that loyalty. You have to do what is necessary to win, not to keep people happy. Yeah, I I agree with you. He he does. Stick to things too much sometimes. What do you guys think? He's done that forever. And, you know, we've all watched forever, 30-plus years. But that, mm-hmm. that's that's the man he is. He's been that way from Jeff Blake to David Klingler to Paul Justin to <laughs> – no, I, I don't see Mike Brown changing anytime soon. I don't know what you think about it, Mike, but that's where I'm at with Mike Brown. He hasn't changed in 25 years. He's already – what, 80 years old, getting close to it. I, I, I don't see him changing now. I agree with Jeremy. I mean, if he hasn't changed by now, he probably won't ever change. And with the teams that you got now, we're going to have to stick it out until he either, you know, retires or does something, you know, but <laughs> nothing's going to change right now. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the thing, like I said, I, I do – Okay. Everybody says Mike Brown hasn't changed. I think Mike Brown has changed a little bit. I mean, he is still a loyal guy, but if you look at Mike Brown of the 90s to Mike Brown now, I mean, we actually went out and signed free agents that weren't ours, and they paid him a lot of money. And we actually, you know, in the 21st century have built an offensive line twice. You know, we never did that in the 90s. You know, so he has changed. 
the loyalty factor, no. He had, that's why Marvin Lewis was here forever. That's why David Shula was our coach for, you know, four years, you know, three years too long, you know. So, I mean, and like I said, I'm still not to the point where I think that we need to get rid of Zach Taylor because the part – and I, Jeremy, you know me. I'm I'm always optimistic. I keep going back to, to the Jacksonville game, and if we get that offensive line and the way they look, they had 505 yards of offense. I know Jacksonville sucks. But if you get an offensive line, that's what Joe Burrow can do, and that's what Zach Taylor can do. So, I don't know. I, I think you at least wait one more year on on uh, Zach Taylor. All right, get low. He did go into free agency hard this year. There is hope. Right, exactly. That's, I mean, I was going nuts. I could not believe, you know, in before the draft in, like, February March, it's like every other day, oh, the Bengals signed this guy, the Bengals signed this guy. And it's not, you know – Retread. It's not signing AJ Hawk, who's at the end, end of his career. You know, remember signing him <laughs> as linebacker at the end of his career. So it wasn't that. It, it, it's signing guys like DJ Reader. It, I don't know he's done now, but that was a, a great signing, you know, to keep him for, for the Bengals. And, and, you know, those are things that Mike Brown just didn't do before, and he did it, you know. Hey, Mike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At this at this point, you can pretty much never. It it is what it is. I've said that a hundred times. I know, but I don't see anything changing miraculously for the Bengals. I don't see linemen getting that much better. I think as we play lesser competition, we'll play up with that team. Right. But as we start playing good good teams again, if this is what we're going to look like, we're in some serious heat, Cincinnati. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, we're in some serious, serious problems against the better team. That just shows you how far – I mean, it shows you how far the Bengals are away, but it also just shows you, to me, you, you can totally see the problems. You know, you can see what has to be fixed. And if we can see it, then you hope to God the Bengals can see it. But we all saw the offensive line last year, and they didn't fix it. So we'll see. Hold on here. i got another question here. TV man, how does every other team make player evaluations that pan out? And this staff has missed badly so many times. I mean, TV man, I, I don't know if you just got on the show or not, but I, I was I was a point that I, I made in the five years that we went to the playoffs. And yes, we know we lost all of them, lost the playoffs, but Duke Tobin, Marvin Lewis, whoever's you know in charge of the draft, hit on almost every single one of those players. Since that, we haven't hit. We started out with Obwehi. We took a chance on Obwehi. That was terrible. We've tra- drafted Billy Price. That hasn't worked out. We drafted John Ross. That hasn't worked out. But my hope is this draft so far looks like we've hit on all of them. I don't know about Adenajai, but the linebackers, Wilson, uh, Gaither, with Gaither Williams, is that it? He's been Davis. good. Davis. Gaither, yeah. He's been good. Uh, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins. I mean, it looks like they've hit on almost all of them this year. So that's a good sign moving forward. And sometimes you're not going to hit all of them. It, that's it's football. It's a it's like you know playing the lottery. You know, you're not going to hit on every one of them. I kind of get where he's coming from, though. I mean, if you look if you look back at our, I mean, you remember Antonio Bryant, the big boy, the the man, the wide receiver, the legend comes to Cincinnati, career is gone. Um, <laughs> Kajana Carter took him first career over. Reader. Why do you have to bring up bad memories, Jeremy? <laughs> I, I, I'm just giving him. I, I, I can. I, I feel where he's coming from because it, it does feel that way. Yeah, it does feel that way with Cincinnati. It really does. And this year with Reader and Trey Waynes both riding the bench now, both out for the year. It's tough. I mean, you know it. We're, we're fans. We're always going to be fans. We're going to stick with the team no matter what. Cincinnati fans always do. We don't always show up, but we always watch. But it's hard. It's tough. It's tough to watch this every single year, it feels like. It feels like a century now, but it's really only been a few years since we've been to the playoffs. Still ain't won a playoff game, you know, but whatever. That was last, time. last time we are in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, four Mike, years. Hubbard's out too, right, Mike? Are you, are you talking about him? 
Yeah, uh, Sam Sam Hubbard is out with an elbow injury. Um, I do not know how to out. So as of right now, you know, we'll just have to – I'll just have to get some updates and find out how long he's going to be out. But as of right now, it'll – I don't know. So – Get low. We still have the 17th or 18th best best record in the in the NFL today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we, we're, what we need to do is we need to move over to the NFC, and that way at one three and one we can be tied for the lead. That's what we need to do. Wait, you're leaving you're leaving us Alan to drink a beer. What what the hell? Where, where's my beer? Come on. You know, I think you should share. I mean, come on. You're gonna leave us to drink a beer? God, some people are so selfish. <laughs> You know those damn turnip holes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I, it's it's the same stuff. You know, we always injuries, offensive line, yada yada yada. All right, I think I'm gonna go to wrap the show up, guys. Um, but I'll talk about my Facebook groups here that most of us on here help run. <laughs> they are Bengals Nation. Bearcats country, Reds country, and Cyclones country. And I ask you to follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now I'm going to put this up later on today or tomorrow on the podcast. You guys can check it out. Make sure you give me a five-star review. Excuse me, us a five-star review. And uh, YouTubers, we're doing awesome. We're up to 666 subscribers. So if you guys are new to the show, and you're watching it on Bengals Nation or Bearcat Country or whatever, do me a favor, click on over to YouTube, get yourself a subscription. It's free. And look for Sports or Strawberry Ice. Click on it, like, share, subscribe. Try to get my numbers up to 700 as fast as we can. And other than that, Jeremy Dane, would you please do the honor, sir, of ending our show? Well, Jeff. Yes, sir. Yesterday was horrible. <laughs> I mean, bit, yeah. It was tough. Very tough. So I just want to tell you guys, even though there's no poem, there's no nothing funny about today. There's nothing funny about this little show we do here, okay? Today, there's nothing to smile about. Very there is time. one good thing. There's one good What's thing that? That, that's, that come out of all this. What's that? You guys got to remember it. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. One thing is, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Who day? Exactly. Who day? And that's just sports, baby. <laughs>